Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, a Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We are just two single girls trying to figure out how to date well as Christian women. I think we're figuring it out. I think so. Now if we could just find people to date, we could try out our knowledge. Half the battle, right? Half the battle's already won. The most important half is still missing. <laughs> so, we're working on it. Promise. <laughs> Bethany's still online and... Oh, I'm, yeah. So... We'll get to the question of the day in a minute, but I have... No, don't worry. I haven't met... In, that sounded really more excited than it should. I'm not, like, dating someone. No big announcement. Whatever. Anyway, what I was going to say, and you might not even remember this, but in the first online dating episode we did... Yes. Several weeks ago now, you asked me, would you rather be talking to, like, several people, always talking to someone, but they always ended up as dead ends, mm -hmm. or would you rather just be talking to no one? I didn't really, I kind of was like, I remember well, this they question. both have struggles, they both have, but I didn't really very have diplomatic. a good answer. I just didn't know. I know now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so can we revisit my answer to yes, that question? Yes, we can. What's your answer, Bethany? It's way worse having no one to talk to. Oh. <laughs> that makes me sad. <laughs> don't, don't be sad. It's okay. But I just went through one of those dry spells we talked mm -hmm. about, had about two weeks of talking to literally no one. It's rough. Gosh. <laughs> so. It's fine. I've remedied the situation. All is yeah. well now. You're not in the drought anymore. No. Great. But there's an answer to the question. Okay. For sure. I'm so glad you circled worse, back. I have decided. Okay. So for our question of the day, are you Ooh, ready? I am never ready, but go ahead. <laughs> I think this is a fun one. Okay. Okay. If they were going to make a movie about your life, who would play you and oh, why? Gosh. You already know the I answer. Know mine. Who would you want to play you? No, no. You go first. Oh, no. I don't know the answer. To mine, so will you go first? Oh, I thought you meant I already knew the answer to yours. Oh, no. Which I did not. Oh, I Because you don't. No, I don't. Anyway. <laughs> who would play me? Yeah, who would play you? Rachel Bilson. Oh, that's I watch a good Heart one. of Dixie, and I've seen her in something else, and I absolutely love her. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, I want her to play me in a movie. Maybe I'll go back and rewatch Heart of Dixie. That was a fun show I to like watch. I like that show. It was funny. Oh, she's Pretty lighthearted, but yeah. I was like, I can see her and me. Like, I see... Yes. That being a good thing. Anyways. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a who I would pick. Answer. I'm trying to think of, like, my favorite. Blake Lively? You like her. That's I do like I Blake with. Lively. Um, maybe Reese Witherspoon. <gasps> that would be so perfect. She's blonde. She's spunky. She can kill a Sweet southern Home accent. Alabama, Blake Yes. Li Blake Lively. Blake I'm still Lively. on Blake Lively. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> yes. No, I would not oppose if Blake Lively <laughs> wanted to play me in a movie. You trust me. She's, oh. Perfect, or as close to perfect as you can possibly. No one be. is perfect, Kristen. Well, she's pretty darn close. But yeah, Reese Witherspoon could would probably hear me rolling my eyes. I know. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, would probably I like be that my one. Answer. I've watched a, a lot one. of her movies recently. She's fun. That's a good one. Great question. Okay. Sorry, I'm so slow at answering That's all your okay. questions. Y'all don't know the minutes that Bethany has to cut out of these episodes of me just sitting <laughs> here funny. staring blankly. It's like, do, 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 yes, do, cue do, the Jeopardy music. Do, we need like a soundboard when we really make it of like, oh yeah, little fun sound effects. If y'all want to send us money so we can get a soundboard, <laughs> then we can put sound effects in our episodes. We won't oppose. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, that's taking a turn. Let's reel it yes. in. Yes, let's. Unfortunately, today what we're talking about is pros and cons, differences whatever, of dating older versus younger. And I think any argument we had for either of us being on the mature, older side of that just went out the window agreed. with that little last totally. 90 seconds. <laughs> totally agreed. But yes. anyway, we're going to take a stab at it. Yes. Anyway. And just to clarify, because 
I'm blonde, and I'm not assuming any of you are stooping to my level of blondness when you heard us <laughs> say the, or read the title of this episode. When we say dating older versus dating younger, we're not talking about dating older guys versus dating younger guys. Because at first no, I read I'm this, I was like, that. ooh, it's dating as a, like, young 20s. Early 20s, yeah. Versus dating, like, in your 30s. And it just so happens we have one of each of those here. So, exactly. Yeah. So, Personal anyway, yeah. Experience. It's not about, like, what's a good age gap between the per- you yes. and the person you're dating, which... That could be a good couch cast be a good couch cast. Write that down. Yeah, we'll write that down. Okay. I'm writing it So, down. I think if we're talking about the differences, though, in what is the major difference of dating as a young person versus dating as someone who's in their 30s... Here's what I kind of always think of. There's when you're younger and you get together with someone or you get married, you're basically growing up together. And then when you're older, it's more of you're merging two independent adults' lives. That to me is like in my That's head is like the major distinction. Would you think? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so we're going to talk about some of the pros and cons of each of those. I will be taking on the role of the older side of this equation, unfortunately. Because I'm younger. <laughs> Kristen likes to remind everyone of that. Like, she better just wait till she turns 30. Oh my gosh, I, I will never let her hear the end of it. I know. I'm the baby of the friend group, so I milk it for all it's worth. You really are. I never really thought about that, mm-hmm. but you are the youngest. Yeah. Yes. And so I will be talking about the dating in the young 20s. However... I'm about to turn 26, yeah. so I'm slowly crawling out Yours of that age bracket. Yours is more of like looking back on those days and reflecting. Mine is more of like a real-time, here's what I'm dealing with right now. Yes, and just to get some experience with someone who dated and actually got married in their early 20s, I called my mom earlier today. That was so smart. I'm glad you did. Yes, her and my dad got married when they were 22. Was my mom even 22 yet, actually? My no, mom? she was 21, and my dad was 22. My, my mom... Dad- Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> my mom got married. Well, dad did too. But um, <laughs> when mom got married, they got married in August and she turned 20 in September. Oh, wow. So they so were she was super 19 Gosh. when they got married. People got married. My great-grandmother was 14 when she got married. Like that just, like, can you, okay, so you're 25, I'm 32. Can you imagine for you being married 11 years already? No. And I'd be like, I'm coming up on 20. No. But seriously, I am going to talk because, yes, I'm not, thankfully... I'm starting to feel further and further away from my early 20s, which is just a me issue. But (laughs) I, like I said, I did talk to my mom and she gave me some really good insight. So we're going to be talking through that too. So Bethany, why don't you kick us off? Okay. Age before beauty after all. Oh, you've just been waiting to pull that out. I couldn't resist. It really honestly just popped into my head. Whatever. I don't even believe you. I am being dead serious. Okay. So let's talk. I'll talk about the dating older part but before we do let's set a foundation okay of it's always a good idea what is normal quote-unquote out there what some averages are so we did some research bethany's favorite thing to do yes and according to the population reference bureau which is smart people language for people who count people Uh (laughs) uh-huh they found that the national average for women to get married is 27.6 years old okay men it's 29 and a half But, and this is interesting, in 1968, so 50 years ago, 51, whatever, Mm -hmm. those numbers were 21 and 23, respectively. So So in 21 for a girl and 23 for a guy. It went up six years for each. Now, I have a thought on why that is. Why do you think that is? I honestly have no idea. Okay. I want to, or I, I don't know if this would be a thing, but I feel like with the whole 
and I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a feminist, but with the feminist movement of women are independent and they can take care of themselves and do things on their own. And whereas I think the view of women and the role of women was viewed differently in media and uh-huh. in culture when, you know, our grandparents uh-huh. were getting married or 100%. even when our parents were growing up, it was the, the traditional, traditional gender roles. Beaver Cleaver's mom. Oh, I loved June Cleaver. I loved June Cleaver. I and think so that's a big, yeah. I maybe think that's it's key. women of like, oh, I can wait a while. I don't need to, you know, marry somebody right after mm-hmm. college. I can, you know, kind of do my own thing. Make my own way. Yeah. It, so yeah. that was the first thing that kind of popped Yeah, I think my that's, mind. I think that's a huge part of it. One thing, and this was just kind of something that I wondered about. And so I, again, did some more research and it was confirmed. My thought was, when did divorce rates increase drastically? And here's why. Because if you grew up, a vast number of people grew up seeing their parents get divorced, that's going to make you gun shy about dating and getting married and what that looks like because you don't want to go through what you experienced as a child for yourself. So I I looked it up. In 1950, 20% of couples who married ended up divorced. By 1970, so young, or so little. Yeah, by 1970 though, 20 years, that number was up to 50 percent. That's crazy. So we look back at our 1968 number of 21 and 23. It kind of coincides then with that divorce rate skyrocketing. It, the what I was looking at was saying that in the seven kids born in the 70s saw their parents get divorced about half the time. About half of kids born in the 70s, their parents divorced, compared to 11 percent in the 50s. It went up dramatically. And so I think what we're seeing is that age of people getting married is getting later and later because they feel like, I've got to know this is the right person. I've got to figure this out. I have to be so, so sure so that that doesn't happen to me. When in reality, you can't know that. Mm-mm. So I think that's a big that's a contributing point. factor, too. I had never thought about that. But I mean, I even think about my parents, both my grandparents got divorced. Mm. My mom's parents remarried each other. So they're oh, back okay. together, but they both got divorced and that was a really pivot. I mean, my parents got married young, but they were, especially my mom, very adamant about having a good marriage because mm. they, they didn't want to right. get divorced like their parents yeah. did. So they that saw totally, the impact that had on them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and even how it's impacted our family at this point. And, yeah. You know, it has years lasting. and years and years later. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point. I never yeah. thought about it that way. So. That's just kind of setting some, I was going to say, helpful, you know, foundation. To think through. I don't know that it's really helpful, but it was interesting. And I think we see as now, like, people are getting married so much later. And so they're dating a lot older. And so it's kind of a little bit new territory. Mm-hmm. It hasn't ever been a thing where people in their 30s dated as much as they do now. No. Well, and I'm even thinking of whenever we did our panel discussion mm-hmm. at your church a couple months ago, um, there were a couple... Um, married couples there yeah. one of which they started dating in high, early high school yeah. and they're married and so they were kind of talking about their dating experience and Bethany and I were talking about it afterwards of like oh that's totally different yeah, and you don't think about cuz here that this is their idea and concept of dating when it was you know 14 to 19 <laughs> yeah. and in the 80s in the 80s yeah. yes and here we are in 2019 in our 20s and 30s and it's just so different. And like yeah. you said, it's new territory. And we're kind of, our generation is sort of pioneering what this looks yeah. like. Which so I don't know is entirely a good thing. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. We'll but find out. Right? Are good things. So let's talk first about some of the pros of being in your 30s and dating. Yes. Um, Start with the positive. being single in your 30s or however you want to look at yeah. it. You can do all those things that people tell you to do before you get married. You can travel. 
you can be spontaneous, basically whatever you want to. And it, when in dating, you know, you can go meet people. And, like, you have the freedom to do that because it's just you. Obviously, if you were married, you wouldn't be dating. I'm just saying. That's nice a safe. pro is that you can do all of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can figure out another one. You can figure out how to be an adult on your own without taking that on someone else. Yeah. Career stuff, finances. Even if you mess up, it only affects you at that point. Yeah. Some of those things that you would drag someone else into if you were married you can figure it out on your own so I think that's a pro as you come into it with a little bit more maturity you can bring that level of maturity into relationships because you're more self-aware you're more experienced a lot of the social anxiety and awkwardness is gone I mean I know for me and I'm trying to convince Kristen I love my 30s she really is trying to convince I me. I'm early on in them still but I'm more confident I know who I am I'm okay with people not liking me well, sometimes, sometimes I say that I'm, I'm more okay with people not liking me or not. I'm less prone to change who I am so that someone will like me. Mm. I'm just, I'm more confident in who I am that I'm not willing to change that for someone else. Like preference stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a character issue, tell me about it. Like that's different. So I think those are some yeah. good things. Yeah. Well, just, I mean, even think about if you're listening to this, even if you're in your early mid twenties, think about how dating has changed since you were in high school. Yeah. And how you were insecure and you were, you know, trying to still figure out who you are and what you wanted to be and how far you've come since then. And then you have another gap like that from your 20s into your 30s. I think this is a huge perk of being able to develop that level of maturity and just grow really into who you are without being even influenced by anybody Mm -hmm. else. Because as you're dating, I feel like the more mature and the more self-aware and the more growth there is in your life the more enjoyable dating is going to be because it's not like oh I'm trying to see if it will work with this other person while I'm trying to figure out who I am it's like you know what no I'm confident like you said I'm confident in who I am I don't value or I don't overvalue other people's opinions of me to the point where I'm changing for them Mm -hmm. I am comfortable in my skin and so I'm going to confidently pursue this dating relationship with somebody yeah and I think once you do find someone when you're older that you click with it doesn't take as long to determine is this going to work or not that's true because you know you are more self-aware you are more in tune with your shortcomings with your strengths with things you need to work on just all of that you it doesn't take as long to decide are we gonna be able to work together which does kind of tie in going over to the cons though Especially as women, I feel like the older you get, the your time frame is so compressed. So it's good that you're more self-aware and you know these things because as you get older, there's like this looming thing of, oh, you got to hurry up and have kids, like hanging over your head. Whether it be your own biological clock ticking or people constantly like asking you or Are pressuring you. Are you going to freeze you. your eggs? You know. Yes! Because there's like this unspoken and sometimes spoken pressure to hurry up and figure out, is this the guy? Because... You don't have all the time in the world. And it can be overwhelming, but then at the same time, also paralyzing. Because you're like, well, am I wasting time trying to figure this out? Should I just forget it and break up and be done because i got to find the right guy? Or do I want to spend the time it takes? It's all over the place. Yeah. Round and round in your head you go. Yeah. So that's definitely a con, is this pressure and rush because now that you are older. And it's like people, it's like, I know how old I am. I haven't forgotten yeah. how to count. I don't need you to tell me. So I, <laughs> it's like I'm seriously? well aware. Yeah. So that's a con for sure. Um, another one that's a big one for me, and this is like the one thing, and it sounds so dumb, that I look forward to the most, 
It's like when you're older and you're on your own and you're dating, you're single, whatever, you're solely responsible for everything. Paying bills, getting the car fixed, every decision that has to be made, you have to make it. That's I just so want someone true. to go grocery shopping with me. Like, you know what I mean? I want somebody to take my car to get the oil changed. <laughs> Little things. Like, those are things that when you're in high school or you're young, you're probably still living at home. And your parents take care of that stuff. But when you're older and you have to do it all by yourself, it's frustrating. Yeah, sometimes you just like a someone to tag team with. Exactly. Like yeah. That. And I mean, just like we were talking about too, though, that you're more independent. That's a pro. You're also more set in your independence, which then when you do, you know, meet someone and find someone that you want to like really invest time in, you have your way of doing things and you really want them to just do them that way too. And so you've got to be aware of that. That's something that I had someone point out to me, like, hey, just keep this in mind that now that you've been on your own, you do all of this stuff. When you meet someone, you need to be willing to give up some of that and that they have ways of doing things too and be okay with that. And I was like, oh, that's a really good point because I am a pretty independent person. So that's something to just really watch out for, I think. Yeah. So I think those are more like, I know we're talking about pros and cons of like dating older versus younger. Those are kind of like pros and cons of being single older. Yeah. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Okay, I cool. Because you're okay, just good. in a season of, yeah. hey, I'm dating and I'm not married okay. while I'm trying to, maybe yeah. it's more of that. It's whether you're single or dating, you're just not married. Yeah. Yet. That makes sense. So you're trying, you're figuring out how all this is going, because even... If you're single and you're facing all this, this is going to impact your dating relationship True. once you yeah, get that into makes that. Sense. Yeah, Whether yeah. it's your set of your dependence or, you know, all the decision make because even when you start dating somebody seriously, you know, decisions you make about your career, about mm-hmm. your finances are gonna start to change because you're gonna think, Okay, well if I wanna marry this person, maybe I'll start saving some money. Right. Or, you know, maybe I won't take a job halfway across the country because I wanna be with this uh-huh. person. So those these definitely can impact your life, whether you're dating or single. Yeah. So you can kind of look yeah, at it yeah. through that I think that's a good way viewpoint. of putting it, yeah. Okay, so I'm old and exhausted now <laughs> from all that talking. So if the young whippersnapper you it, not over me. here could take over, that would be great. The young whippersnapper? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know if I want to take that as a compliment or an insult. <laughs> okay, so start with the pros. Yes. So, well, I didn't. I formatted mine differently. Oh, whatever. Just start with number one. Okay, so the first thing that we'll talk through about dating younger is figuring out how to be an adult with somebody else. So whereas, you know, if you're into your thirties, you've had plenty of time to figure out how to be an adult on your own and have that independence. So whereas when you wait longer to date or you get married in your thirties or whatever it is, you've had that time to find your independence and figure out how to live on your own, which like you said, can be difficult when you start merging. Mm-hmm. So if you do start dating younger, if you get married younger, that independence doesn't necessarily clash because you never mm. really had it. You figure out what that looks like yeah. for you as a couple yeah. as opposed to trying to make it out of two different independent lives. Exactly. Yeah. I asked my mom about this because I was like, was that easier for y'all? Because she's like, well, yeah, I guess so. Because my dad lived with his parents all the way up until he got married. Oh, so he went straight from one straight to from the, one yeah. house to the other, and then my mom went and lived away at college. It was a very strict Christian school, so I okay. wouldn't call it you know the typical college life. Right, they had to chaperone your dates, 
even. Oh, like it was wow. that straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which she broke the rules. It's fine. She <laughs> hid a TV in a locked dresser in her room to watch Days of Our Lives. Oh, my word. And would hide under her bed to skip chapel. My mother, y'all. Oh, I'm not the rebel. I tell my you other what. siblings got that gene, <laughs> but she's a mess. But so they really they didn't have that time to develop all of these habits and ways of yeah. doing things, and so they got to kind of figure that out together, which is definitely I think can be a pro. But also, and they tell me this a lot now, they didn't have that time to be independent, do things on their own. My, my dad never got to experience what it was like to live on his own. And it's so funny because I, obviously, I can't comprehend that. Yeah. I lived on my own for years. Exactly. And so that's, and that I've, would be totally different. Yeah. And you think about, I mean, I am going on my, I'll be out of my parents' house for two years this summer and I went away to college for a little bit. But I love this season mm-hmm. and I love that I have figured out how to support myself and be on my own and that I can just go do fun things whenever I want and be, and my parents tell me all the time, like, Kristen, enjoy this, that you're getting this season because we didn't get this Mm -hmm. and you're getting to do so many things and go so many places and make so many decisions that we couldn't make or couldn't do. So that can be a con if, you know, you do end up making that decision earlier. Another thing as far as, which I did not think about this at all, but I thought it was really cool that my mom brought this up in in regards to spending time together. And this is really thinking long-term, so hang on with me through this. But especially, so if you date early, you get married early, you have kids early, once your kids are grown, you've got a lot of time to spend together before you're like, really old or you're having to take care of your parents. I never thought about that. I never that. thought about that either, but she... I'm doomed. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's like, but you don't... Well, I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, I'd never really thought about that before. because she, she And she even used my grandparents in a, as an example because they got married at 19 yeah. and 23 or 18 and 22, whatever it was, and had two kids right away. And by the time they were 40, their kids were gone and they were empty wow, nesters so yeah. they've had all this they're in their 70s now and they've had all this time to go travel and do fun things and be retired and mm-hmm. that they would so they're getting time on the back end yeah basically. and I mean yeah it's fun to like we were, I was saying that's a pro of being single longer is you get to do all the stuff that people say oh do it while before you get married but then at the same time if you're married younger then you can do a lot of those things with someone too yeah. so I think that yeah there's pros in the same thing right on both sides exactly yeah. and that's yeah. what my mom that's said cool. yeah it's like if you she's like a con is like you don't get to do as many of those things when you're younger so you do have to wait a while hmm. but you do eventually get to do them yeah and you have that time which huh. I thought was a cool, that's cool. perspective yeah. I hadn't thought about that and that's like I said very futuristic thinking but I think it's definitely something to consider and then the other thing she talked about was which I would agree with this too and this was something that I even thought through I dated a guy somewhat seriously my freshman year of college and the marriage conversation Uh had happened I was a freshman and he was a senior oh wow so he was about to be out I'm like I had three more years So he was seriously thinking about it at that point yeah and so and my mom and dad my mom had two years of school left when they got married she's like we were not established at all we had we neither of us had ever 
you know, we weren't living out on our own. Financially, we were broke. We, you know, my dad says we didn't have two dimes to rub together, <laughs> you know. And so my mom will say all the time that the pro was life was so simple because mm. we were just poor, but we were in love. It's like we would go on Friday nights after work and we would get Taco Bell or Del Taco and we'd go home and get in the bed at 6 p.m. and watch movies and eat Taco Bell Aww. in the bed. She's like, and it was the funnest thing ever. She's like, but it was just so simple and it was so great. Mm-hmm. And so... It wasn't always a bad thing that we didn't, you know, have everything right away. Yeah. She's like, we have more now than we do then. But she's like, but I wouldn't trade those times for anything. Yeah. And they were great. She's like, now that to say, it was really hard. She's like, we had a very tight budget. And I was in school for two more years and couldn't work. So your dad oh, was wow. having to, she's like, I was student teaching and all that stuff. And I remember thinking the exact same thing whenever I was because even my life plan, if y'all have heard me talk about this, was <laughs> I wasn't supposed to meet the guy till like, sophomore year. And we'd get engaged junior year and then get married right out of school. Like, <laughs> I wanted to at least have that. Yeah. Under, because there is this idea of, like, oh, we need to be somewhat established. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard when you're younger. Yeah. To, to navigate that. So I definitely think it can be a con. It can also be a pro, though. It doesn't have to be miserable. Sure. But... It's something to think about. And it's something I think that now I'm really grateful that, and I'm not saying I'm I'm not, I'm nowhere close to getting married. Let's be real. (laughs) Unless something really drastic happens in the next, you know, two weeks. But, um, (laughs) you know, I have moved on my own and I have a savings account and I have, you know, I don't have any student debt and I've, you know, at a place where I'm like, I feel like I would be set up well to move into a marriage financially. And I wouldn't have gotten that if I had gotten married mm-hmm. four or five years ago, like my original life plan mm-hmm. said. So it's a lot of things to consider. The last thing my mom said, and there's no con to this, she said one of the pros of, you know, dating and getting married young is you didn't have to wait. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, mom, thanks for... She's like, but seriously though, she's like so many people now, like you're waiting because you're not married yet and you're thinking about it a lot and you're always... And she's like... <laughs> just wasn't a thing. I'm like, thanks, mom. Yeah. My glad that was a pro for you because this is such a, that's a con for me. Not so much. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But when I asked her too, I was like, did anybody ever grill you about when are you going to get married? Well, she's like, no, oh. never. And I'm like, oh, how nice. Because I, I feel like that's just a very con, especially, we talked about this in our very first episode <laughs> of especially being in the church. Yes. There's just this constant pressure, particularly from middle-aged married women, that's like, when are you going to get married? And be like, if I knew, I would tell you. Yeah, just so you'd <laughs> stop asking. Well, and that's what I don't understand, too. It's like, one, if you're dating someone, they're asking about that specific person. Yes. But if you're not, it suddenly becomes like everyone's personal mission to get you together with someone. Oh, I know. And I hate being set up. I'm just going to well, put that on the record. Well, and I tell you, I think the girls have to deal with this more. Oh, for because, sure. Because, like you said, it's all the older married women who just want you to be as happy as they are. And I appreciate that. But they don't go ask the guy, hey, when are you... They ask us. Exactly. And they all got married when they were 21, exactly. as we're seeing. So, so, fun times. Yes, fun we, times. We feel you. Yes. We're there. We get it. We're dealing with it. Yeah. We're trying to figure it out. It's not. There's just no. I literally asked someone recently. I was like, I don't know what to say to people anymore. Yeah. Because I get asked these questions all the time. And I am out of answers. Yeah. It's like, what do I do? It's like, do I wear a t-shirt that says, I'm single. I will let you know when I'm engaged. Please don't ask me anything else. I'm single. I'm trying to mingle. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that could be our first piece of merchandise that we t-shirt. ever sell. Yes. Check I the website. I like that. <laughs> Single and I'm trying to mingle. We so do have some alone. fun stuff in that vein. Coming up. That's very true. Lots of surprises. Yeah. Soon, hopefully. We, um, Way to work that in there. I know. We, so but funny. for right now, all we've got, though, is if you go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, you can sign up to get updates. But we do have some really cool stuff that I think you guys are going to want to know about, hear about, have access to. We're going to have, we're going to be giving away some stuff. So go sign up so we can keep you updated on that. Shameless plug there. Yes. Okay. Back to what we were talking yes. about. Yes. So let's, we've talked through pros and cons of singleness and dating in your 30s. Yes. And pros and cons of singleness and dating slash marriage in like your early 20s. Right. Right out of college. So now what? what do we do with all of that? Because I'm sitting here thinking, well, I've passed the early 20s mark and my life plan didn't <laughs> happen. I'm not in my 30s yet, but they are ever so quickly approaching as my siblings keep reminding me with every birthday that I hit. So, and even though I'm I'm messing with Bethany, that she's older than me, but I'm relating way more to the... That side of it. That side uh. of it, just because that's the season I'm in right now. Yeah. So... Bethany, like, how do you, how do you deal with all of this? That's probably not a great way to say it, but how do you walk through this, whatever season you're in, with the right mindset? I think the number one thing is to realize at whatever point you are, you cannot go back. Mm -hmm. There, there is absolutely nothing I can do to be like, I want to get married in my early twenties. Sorry, not going to happen. Like you cannot go back. And so I think accepting that, realizing that where you're at now is obviously where God wanted you to be whether you wanted to or whether you envisioned it or not, like this is where he wants you. And so really just like you've said before, don't wish away the season you're in. Don't focus so much on the cons of this and only see the pros of other seasons before or after you, like previous or future. And kind of like you were, when you were, we both kind of were like, oh, when you were talking about your parents and the Del Taco and 6 p.m. to watch movies on a Friday night, both of us were like, oh, that's so cute. So we're in this season saying, oh, I wish I just had someone to eat tacos with and watch movies on a Friday night. But I guarantee you, they were saying, oh, can you can you believe we're eating tacos again? I wish we could afford something else. That's so true. So don't focus on the ideal of another season and miss the good in this one. Because that one was just as hard and that one had just as many things that were bad in that time that they saw about it too so just be present be focused on serving and honoring the lord here and now and you know we kind of laugh because when you're single and i'm just gonna get really real here for a minute especially when you're a little bit older the last thing you want to hear sometimes is another person who's been married for 30 years telling you if you'll just trust god that's the key to it all you're like i know i need to trust god I do. And I wholeheartedly believe that. But I am still alone right now. And so that's a hard thing to hear sometimes. But I'm going to be that person telling you that's what you have to do. Regardless of that season, you have to trust the character of God. That he's good, that he's kind, and that he loves you. If you do those three things and you're so focused on that, you'll see the loneliness fall away. You'll see the discontent fall away. Suddenly, the fact that you don't have a date on Friday night won't be as big of a deal because you're so single-mindedly focused on following Christ and trusting that he is who he says he is, who he has revealed himself to be in his word, and that that is for your good. We say that a lot around here. 
that God works all things together for good, and he does. But if you stop there, there's kind of an emptiness to that because it doesn't feel good right now. But when you look past that to the next verse in Romans 8, this says he's working all things to your good to make you more like Christ. That brings it full circle, and that makes it a full picture. And so whatever stage you're in now, whether it's the early 20s, the early 30s, early 40s, 60s, 70s, whatever it is, you're in the situation you're in right now, we're in the situations we're in right now, because that's what's best for us, whether we totally see it or not. And that's where the trust comes in. So beautifully said. (laughs) She just wraps it up so well every time, guys. It's just like mic drop and walk away. Seriously, though, this is... We, and we say this a lot, but I needed this, we need especially right now, for sure. And one thing that was funny as I'm sitting here like, looking at our notes is there are pros and cons to both. It's not like we mm-hmm. sat down and said, here are all the cons about being older and single, and here are all the pros if you just got married out of college like you wanted to. And even when I called yeah. my mom, <laughs> she she listed off four thing, three or four things, and she was like, I've listed all cons. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, can you give me a couple positive things? And But it's just funny because mm-hmm. that was her reality, mm-hmm. but... And so she was able to tell me firsthand, hey, this was really great, and I would not trade this, but these were the things that were hard about it. Yep. And so I think the more we tr- we do our best instead of focusing on the ideals, like mm-hmm. you said, but really making sure we're getting a full picture of what each of these seasons look like, yeah. the better we're going to be able to navigate this. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I think to sum it all up, everything we've said here, is whatever stage or season you're in, live it in such a way that you can look back, like your mom said, and say, yeah, it was hard, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm. That's where you want to be. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> I'm going to make her go listen to this one. <laughs> it's about time she listened to something oh my we gosh. record. <laughs> okay. No, I would. Yeah, my mom's pretty great. So, I'll keep her. <laughs> well, guys, there's another episode. I can't believe we're already six episodes in this season, Good grief. which is crazy. Time. time fl- oh, man, well, we're right. about to say well, the same thing, weren't we? Yep. Time is flying. When you're having fun. Yes. And we're having loads of fun. And we hope y'all are too. So stay tuned. In a couple days, we'll have another couch cast coming yep. at you. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Looking for the Middle.